Hello, and welcome to IRI Growth Insights, featuring IRI thought leaders, industry partners, and guests. For more than 40 years, IRI has been known for its invaluable data, but these podcasts delve into the insights the data reveal to fuel market disruption and market growth for those in the CPG, retail, healthcare, and media markets. I'm your host, Joan Driggs, coming to you from IRI's corporate headquarters in Chicago. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Perspectives with Jana and Sally, part of IRI's Growth Insights podcast series. A recent webinar, Top Trends in Fresh, Balancing Affordability and Premiumization, which is available at iriworldwide.com, sparked some great questions, including what will the rest of the 2021 holidays look like? And what opportunities are there for retailers to get more fresh items in the basket and help shoppers create some holiday magic. To talk about this and more, I'm joined by fresh leaders, Sally Lyons-Wyatt, IRI's Executive Vice President, Center of Store and Produce Vertical, and Jana Parker, Principal of IRI's Fresh Center of Excellence. So let's dive in. Last year, the talk around this time of year, fall, was all about baking, and then planning for what would be very small household-only gatherings for Thanksgiving. Um, But we're on the brighter side of the Delta variant now. So Sally, what do you think holiday celebrations will look like this year? Jen, thanks so much for having us. It's exciting to be with you again today. What we are predicting is that this year, the holiday celebrations will be much larger than they were last year. They will probably be very typical to what they were before the pandemic, where family members are getting together in one location and enjoying the great holiday celebration. They may indeed occur over several days, and they may vary in sizes according to the family size itself. But People are indeed going to be traveling. They are indeed going to be getting together and they are going to be sitting around the table, eating their holiday um, meals and whatever that might look like. I was just prepping for something else before this. And I looked at some survey work that we did and there will be about eight people around the table this year compared to about five, a little more than five last year. So, and I know that that is, you know, you can have big, huge households of people. Um, So I think even just adding two people to the table is pretty significant when we look across the country. So pretty interesting. So Jana, I'm going to turn to you because I want to find out what people are going to be cooking this year. And one thing that I'm I'm hoping that you'll touch on is the fact that we have a lot more confident cooks. So how does that play into what you're seeing will be at the table? Yeah, thanks so much, Joan. I think to Sally's point, while the quantity of people will be similar to pre-pandemic, and part of that is because our early, you know, even our October survey work is pointing to at least a third of Americans looking forward optimistically to a new normal end of year celebration. And what I think that means is a time of celebration to gather and to break out of the everyday and a lot of the monotony that a lot of us have come to. But during that monotony, we did gain more cooking skills. In fact, related to the holidays, 2020, we saw the most 
individual hosts of a Thanksgiving style holiday that we've ever seen. Traditionally, right? If you had your average eight people, maybe only one person was buying and making the, the turkey. We now had many people making a turkey for the first time. We also have a lot of changing faces and flavors and trends and people gathering in different ways. And so one of those, especially with those under the age of 40, looking forward to having an additional Friendsgiving on top of having a family Thanksgiving. And then the third part of that is because we're having different styles of gathering and we're more used to cooking, I think you're going to see more different meats and types of plates at the table. So for many years before 2020, we'd been seeing a reduced size of the actual full turkey. In part, not because people don't still celebrate with turkey, it's still the beloved centerpiece of the Thanksgiving holiday and many Christmas holidays too, but because people like other meats now as well. Or maybe you have a vegetarian coming to the table, or maybe you want to also serve a great prime rib roast or rack of lamb. All of those things are now part of the holiday celebration. Therefore, you don't need a 30-pound turkey for 10 people. You might need a 10-pound turkey plus a 5-pound ham. All of that variety of the plate is slightly changing the meal a little bit too. This year, just as my people, but that doesn't equate to a humongous bird. And yet it's it's interesting that you say that. Um, our colleague, Chris Dubois, just, I think it was last week, um, was quoted in CNN, a CNN article talking about how this is really going to be the year of bigger birds. So I think what I'm hearing you say is maybe households would be choosing smaller portions if available, but just because of the nature of turkeys, um, we can anticipate bigger birds this year. Yeah, I mean, bigger than last year, for sure. I think that's what the quote was that he was going for. I also think that the biggest thing about this, a turkey, we even saw this early in the pandemic, right? We saw this early in March, April and May of 2020. When you roast a large whole bird turkey, there's that meal and many other meals and subsequent products you can make with it. There's an entire cottage industry on Pinterest of things to do with your turkey leftovers. And you can also freeze different components to make soups, side dishes, salads, other things. And I think that's why we could also potentially see trending up of bird size. But the biggest emphasis that we wanted to make was turkey's a part of the meal, a critical part of the meal, but also don't forget or neglect other parts of the meat department, produce, even frozen in center store, because it's truly the whole Thanksgiving meal and it's a very diverse plate. So having multiple sizes of turkeys available, including some big birds, especially kind of a great value price point, but we're also seeing many of our poultry suppliers think about both bigger and smaller portions because we're all not gathered. Just because the average is eight doesn't mean there's not some people who have four as well. Yeah, you're right. And there still are a lot of people out there who will be celebrating with small groups, you know, because we are still in a pandemic. So I completely get that. Um, Sally, I'd like to talk a little bit about some opportunities that you see for retailers to help um, shoppers, again, create some of that holiday magic, because it is maybe anchored in those meats, but there's a lot of other components there. Joan, that actually is a great question because I think there's so much retailers can do to assist the consumers this year. First of all, you know, it, it has been a couple of years since they had that big Thanksgiving dinner. So reminding them of some of the different recipes that are available and how they can help them maybe bundle some different solutions together. 
And also what we have found in previous years is that consumers will opt into the fresh department to get their turkey or the meat of their choice, but then they'll revert to the recipes that might call for some canned green beans or frozen green beans and, and not necessarily leveraging the fresh. And part of that is because they don't know the equivalency between what, what, what might be in the recipe, what it calls for, versus what could be that equivalency in something fresh. So I think that education and making that easy, like you want to make this recipe, no problem. Here's all the fresh items you need. Still guiding them to center store, their colleagues in center store, to make sure that we can get a total store uptick, but really assisting the consumer with those recipe options. The other thing is um, something that John has started to pick, in, pick up on, which is the variety of dietary needs that are going to be around the table. What happened during COVID is we, we became much more aware of how eating can indeed help us prevent and or manage disease states and how to even eat differently to stay healthier in general. And so we did see an uptick on vegetarians and vegans on some other types of diets as well. And so as you think about, and I'm just a panel of one, but I will actually have um, my sister-in-law that's gonna come. She does not eat meat whatsoever. So I have to make sure that my menu has enough options for her as well as those that wanna partake with the turkey and the, and the traditional Thanksgiving meal. And so I would love a retailer to help me know what would be some of those different ideas that can be the tradition, but also something extra that can appeal to the variety of people that are going to be sitting around my table. So there's two things that I just kind of want to pick up on, and I'm not really sure which direction we're going to take here, but two issues are really top of mind right now with people. One is inflation. So prices are going up. And I know, Sally, last week you um, hosted a webinar on SNAP, Supplemental Nutrition. And so I know that you this ties in nicely there. And then another topic, which is so typical of me, I can't just get one out, um, is that it's, we have a supply chain challenge. So what happens when I go? So let's start with that one. So maybe, Jana, help me out here. What happens when I go to the store with my recipes, my game plan, and I don't find what I'm looking for. I think that is what Sally was getting at. The best thing that retailers can do right now is talk about availability and ideation. So if, for example, you know that you're having trouble getting canned goods, potentially leveraging different stores, your store network, your inventory network to refer people to maybe another store where that same item might be. But moreover, how can you create different options for people who come looking for something very specific? And that could be by referring them from fresh to frozen or center. I think also we have to recognize that there are trigger items that drive the holiday basket, but unlike in the early days of COVID, people are back to visiting several stores. Now I think it's a little mix of price and supply chain as much as it's looking for variety and different experiences, but really a retailer this year could gain a lot of momentum and goodwill with their shopping population by, yes, get the couple of staples, right? We've done the basket work, for example, in our latest Top Trends and Fresh. When someone buys a turkey or a ham, 
they are five times more likely to buy a specific list of five very specific items. Things for just like Sally said, and they're in center store and they're in frozen, but then there's a whole host of other things that we know they need or could buy desserts, appetizers, um, beverages. And yet there's almost no promotion or incentive to maximize and suggest those things to people. And so what ends up happening, right? Is if you see what you don't have at one store, doesn't have the staple, you not only lose that staple sale, you lose all that ancillary item sale. So I think, you know, what we talked about in our last webinar, the cross fresh, but especially at the holiday, there's a short list of must have, must get right, must prioritize. And I think a lot of retailers have at this point in the year figured out those must get right for November and December. They're the top everyone's thinking about. Turkey, green beans, frozen pies, and potatoes. Like, I mean, it's, and then I think there's one or two more. But think about the whole universe. The variety is our superpower of the rest of the store. And if you don't, how do you help not just get those five items in the basket, but all of the other amazing things that really help you with that one Thanksgiving celebration, maybe the Friendsgiving, maybe a small gathering, maybe trying out a new and additional appliance, right? Maybe it's air fryer, or maybe it's a different way of pre preparing something that needs more things. I think it's really having that retailer, not just have that one item, suggesting the whole basket is going to be big this year. Right. And if I may, um, you know, this is a, a, just a worldwide issue, right? The supply chain situation. And if there are recipes that the retailers know, you know what, people aren't going to be able to actually get that done as, you know, as many people as we would like to be able to prepare that particular dish, then help them come up with alternative options. This is the time where the retailer can be that trusted advisor to the cook. And knowing that there might be an outage in certain things where you just really can't make that. Okay, fine. Give me some, what else should I make? Give me some ideas. Give me some maybe new traditions that I could start that I don't even know about because I'm frantically trying to find the item I can't find, right? I think this is an amazing opportunity for retailers to be that trusted advisor with different ideas. And we even heard in, that, in the last webinar that John and I were on, there are retailers that are actually putting forth charcuterie tray options where the varieties, where it could be a color palette or even just giving them a picture and saying, here's all the things you need to go to put together. And what a great idea, right? The, the, the cook is gonna be able to take all the credit that they put it together themselves, but they had a little bit of extra help from their trusted advisor. Just little steps like that can make, go a long way during a time where we're, we're facing some difficulties from a supply standpoint. And one last piggyback, and some of your piggyback, because we always play off each other so well, the other piece that's so exciting in 2021 with being an ideator and a trusted advisor is leveraging your social media network and your online platform. Obviously, in the days when the only ways we could market to consumer were end caps and signage, still awesome ideas, still very impactful. But when those were our only ideas, moving things around and figuring out what was available was very difficult. Now with social media, digital media, and especially leveraging suggestive selling in your online grocery cart platform, fabulous way to get the word out and tailor and be of the moment. If you find out you're not going to be able to get as many canned green beans as you were hoping, how do we pivot and focus on sweet potatoes on your digital display that day? I think that's really what's so exciting about retailing in 2021 versus 10, 15, 20 years ago, we've encountered these problems. Yeah, both great ideas. I love 
too, is giving people permission to find convenient solutions, whether it's a replacement or some assembly required. I think that's great. That second question that I had around inflation. So, Jana, what are we anticipating in terms of increased prices this holiday season? You know, I think when it comes to fresh, we've not seen the year over year, month over month price jump in many categories as we have in some of the staples. We've definitely had supply chain disruption. We've definitely seen some inflation. When it comes to a lot of the holiday items, people don't always remember exactly what they paid previously. I think this year, what's going to be important is keeping the size of the entire meal spend down. So a retailer might potentially consider about how you can have your whole Thanksgiving meal for X or think about the key components as a total. The actual price of turkeys, price per pound, has been relatively flat as to where we were last year of this time at Thanksgiving, but that doesn't mean that the consumer won't still struggle to feed their entire family with all of the components. But Sally, I know you've done so much work with the lower income consumer and the snap piece. So when you put, you know, what are we hearing from those consumers and think what they're thinking about? You know, this year is going to be vastly different because this time a year ago, there were other stimulus in in effect that were putting additional dollars for the SNAP consumer to spend. And they don't have as many of those dollars right now. In fact, very few of them. So overall, they have a smaller wallet. And we have to remember that for these SNAP consumers with that smaller wallet doesn't mean that they won't go and and do whatever they can to give their families holiday meals. But what it does mean is the the need to assist them with a what Jonna was talking about, a bundled option that they can feed a family of five or six for X amount. And that, that with that bundling, it allows the retailer to take advantage of just the economies of scale, but at the same time, the benefit comes to the snap shopper that they can still get a great meal on the table, but for a fraction of what it might be if they went to buy each individual item. Um, The other thing to think about for snap is that education that's needed. And this is not just for the holidays. It is broader than the holidays, but I think even just now, during the holidays where you do have just a little bit of extra time that you're focusing on family, what are a couple of extra things they can do? Maybe something for the other occasions across the day. What are some ideas that you can give that SNAP family to feed their, their family throughout the day from the morning occasion to the mid-afternoon, to the evening, to the late night? But doing it in such a way where you can show them, hey, if you want to buy these items for your morning occasion, you can get it for a family of six and blank or a family of two for blank and really making it easy, giving them options in a snap for those snap consumers. And I think that that ties so nicely back to the large bird, the small home and some fabulous nutritious meals that you can make on a budget after that Thursday is gone. Right? Great. Um, any closing thoughts, Jana? Yeah, you know, I think one of the biggest trends that we've seen, just to reemphasize it as a wrap up, is convenience as a help 
as opposed to a full meal. So people, you know, I think this year we're going to see a mix of the meal made by some raw recipes. I think we're going to see some folks as we've seen above them solve the meal during the day, do some little elevated things like charcuterie boards instead of the traditional, maybe getting a fresh baked pie versus a frozen, something that is perceived as just a little bit better and elevate this celebration that they're so excited for. But I also think a retailer who recognizes people aren't just convenience or just low income or just looking to save money is really going to win. And I know that's what we've seen already in some early advertising is this mix of celebration and experience, convenience and making it yourself that I think is really going to favor that variety. I would add to that. And I mentioned it in a, a minute ago, but here's something that we need to make sure we think about as an industry. The holidays are not just about that one meal. The holidays are about gatherings of families and friends that are going to be doing more than just having that one meal. They're going to be entertaining. They're going to be talking. They're going to be watching and streaming um, TV. They're going to be getting up in the morning and having breakfast together. How can you make each one of those moments those get-together moments much more special with the help of your retail partner, right? And what does that look like? So giving those ideas across the day, across the holiday season, will really be able to help set the retail sector apart from food service and continue the growth that we've seen in the industry, even with the headwinds that we face from supply chain and the economic situation. Excellent. you guys. This was a really, really invaluable conversation. You have so many great insights and so many excellent tips. Um, Just to kind of recap, fresh is the anchor. Um, And once you get that fresh in the basket, you can even extend the opportunities across the store. And frankly, it's so simple. But when something isn't available where you think it is, there are probably other options, you know, from produce to frozen. Such a simple thing. Um, One of the things I really loved is that younger millennials and Gen Z are in particular are going to be hosting or or attending Friendsgivings. Um, So meaning a lot of these people are going to have two celebrations. So I more celebrating. Love it. Um, And retailers have so many opportunities to support shoppers with solutions, suggestions on meal components, um, convenience solutions supporting shoppers on a budget. Um, and again, beyond that singular meal, you know, for the whole holiday event. Um, and of course, leverage those social and digital platforms to promote offerings, connect with shoppers wherever they are. With that, I want to thank you both. And I will look forward to connecting with you soon. Thanks, Joan. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please become a subscriber and let us know what you want to learn more about. We'll serve it up in a future IRI Growth Insights episode. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to review IRI Growth Insights. Also, visit us on the web at iriworldwide.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.